Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Freese, and you are listening to What the Fuck? Where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage, people don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I'm joined by the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swakowski. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, wealthy. Wealthy, yes. I'm feeling yes. wealthy. Feeling wealthy. I hear you there. And I can't wait to discover the answer to this wealth. Because it's not, it? yeah. yeah, it's not a tangible wealth. Right. Even what though Morgan and I then? are doing fine. I would call it, I would call it a spiritual wealth. A spiritual maybe, wealth. maybe I would even call it a, a spiritual value. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's important. And uh, a great topic to discuss. Huh? Let's, well, then why don't we talk about it today? Sounds like a great episode topic. Today's topic is spiritual yeah. value. Awesome. <laughs> Look at that. Would you give us, would you give us some background on this topic? The, the background of spiritual value. Well, last season, we covered reward and we saw that Jesus had two messages. One message was how to gain salvation. One message was how to earn reward. So even notice the difference in how I say the gain and earn. Hmm. You know, we aren't the cause of the salvation. We are the cause of reward. So rec reward, we saw the definition of that is to recompense the recompense of both bad and good. While salvation is based on God's righteousness that we allow through us via grace with the effect or the result being works or God's works through us, mm -hmm. reward is based on our righteousness the causes our works and reward is also a result of God's nature being right and just. So we do things that are just, we, we do things to give to others or, you know, we do these works that are positive on the positive side of the justice scale and because God's right and just, he rewards us for those things. Mm -hmm. And Jesus encouraged us to gain reward and to store it in heaven. Now that treasure in heaven is spiritual value. That's what we call it. Nice. So why do you call it spiritual value? What well, it is, it's intangible. And if we keep it in heaven, it's eternal. Mm. So there's intang there's intangible things that aren't spiritual and there's intangible things that are spiritual. I'd say the, the things that are spiritual are intangible and eternal. Nice. That's cool. And then the value is just, it, it is valuable, right? Yeah. It has, so call it, it has worth. Yeah. Cool. How have people been hurt by this in church? Another way that we can ask that is how has this topic caused disunity? Hmm. Yeah, there's, you know, we see, we see this argument as all do has polarizing sides. 
but spiritual value in, in particular is one of these other doctrine that is largely overlooked. And mostly spiritual value is seen as something we'll only have access to in heaven. Store up your treasure in heaven. Like we'll only have access, access to it there. Or the value we gain, the spiritual value, it's either looked at as something we'll have access to in heaven or it's looked at as going to heaven is the value in and of itself. So in other mm. words, uh, people see spiritual value as really it's lumped with salvation. Okay. Salvation is your spiritual value, Pastor Jonathan. Okay. Being being with Jesus for eternity is your... That's your value. Your value. Yeah. Going to heaven. Got it. What does this conflict look like in the church? So when this topic hits and causes this disunity, the two sides that form are the strict side and the loose side. Can you share with us how the strict side handles this topic? Yeah, so we're going to see again the the reward episode from last season. A lot of the answers we're going to give in this episode are going to be supplementing supplementing that episode. Um, really, because we talked about reward being something we get as an effect of our works, well, spiritual value is like the currency. So it's very much the same. Where it's like saying, "I'm going to pay you." for this job that you have. And then we're going to also talk about the currency in which you're being paid with. So that's kind of like reward and spiritual value. They're, they're not the same. They're very closely inner. They're very closely connected. So for instance, with the strict side, what we see is a focus on doing certain behaviors. A lot of times to prove that we're Christians the spiritual value, these, this, this value we want to gain is done through our own works, which in a way, this side is right in that the works I do, do earn me value. Yet this side screws it up when they treat everyone the same. When the pastor's require the same works in every person you have to go to church every week you have to tithe this much amount the tithing you do has to be you know u.s dollar amounts hmm. no drinking no smoking etc cetera, etc cetera. maybe even vote for this person yeah okay and nice. you know this limits what can be seen as value because value i mean because we're all unique we all do value things differently. And then this is further screwed up when they tell you that your value is your salvation. So really it's, you know, do, do the things, do these, this list of effects, just like is common on the strict side of this, of any argument, but where it's gets screwed up is in everybody has to do the same list of behaviors. Okay, so how does it how do these people support their perspective with the Bible? Yeah, again, same as reward with the additional perspective that we only have access to this value in heaven. So really Matthew chapter six, we did. We talked about this in the reward episode. This is the reward chapter. At least that's how I categorize it in my own brain. Sure, sure. So what does it look like to support spiritual value is 
you know, Matthew chapter six says to pray, to give to the poor, to fast. It says store your treasure in heaven. Spiritual value is your treasure in heaven. So that would be what I'd use to support this. But really, you could do any verses with a list of behaviors can be used to support this flawed perspective. Matthew chapter six just tends to be the one that is used more more often than not. Nice. Okay. How would you handle an interaction with someone who held the strict perspective? We could ask the person how they interpret Matthew chapter six, which is another version at this point in the, the conversation, we tend to be asking, what do you mean by the terms you're using or what's the definition to the word that you're using? A similar type question to, to talk to somebody on this side of the, of the argument is when you're talking about the Bible, asking what their interpretation of whatever passages they're using is similar, a similar type question than asking what's your definition. Cause really what you're doing is getting down to what does this mean? Now we'll talk about access to this value. Mm. Cause that's the, the really a big issue here is this idea that we don't have access to the spiritual value treasure in heaven is well, that's, that's your value in heaven, but we do have access to this value. Yeah. We can't use it now. And that's what we'll talk about in the next episode at length. But for now, again, I, at this point, when somebody uses Matthew chapter six to support their belief that, you know, well, we don't have access to spiritual value. Now you can gain it, you can accrue it, but it stays there in heaven just ask them, well, hey, would you want to sit down and actually go through Matthew chapter six with me? And let's let's actually try to hash this out with each other. What do you mean? What do you think the interpretation is? Those are great conversations to have. And and it does require, we require a, a healthy communication and a, a level of humility to be able to sit down and read the Bible with somebody you may have a, may have a disagreement or a, a differing opinions than. Yeah, cool. One of the things that I, I did early on in my life is I worked for the Disney movie club. Oh, I worked really? at a, I worked at a call center and I was, you know, working for them. And what they would have is they'd have this term with certain classic, you know, certain Disney classics would get released at a time. And then when they were released, it was, the movie was out of the vault. And if people hmm. would call up and request certain movies, we would say they're, we would say that they're in the vault as if to say, okay. you can't, you can't access that value. You can't access the Disney movie because it's in the vault. It's locked. Yep. It's locked. It stays put. Yeah. So that just reminds me that yeah. our spiritual value is not in a vault. It's it not in the vault. It's something for us to use that we can gain access. Yeah, to. Yeah, it is. We, have, it's like, you know, we have a storage unit. It is, it is in heavenly places, mm -hmm. but we do have a code that we can punch in in order to get access to that value. Oh man, that is exciting. I'm looking forward to that. I want to summarize the strict perspective here. When we when we're talking about the strict side, it is this list of certain works to gain value, yet you're 
earned value is your salvation. So salvation and reward, salvation and value, our righteousness and God's righteousness are essentially a mass. Oh yeah. And then they're all, all of these concepts are lumped together. And what it distills down to is you need to do this list of things, this specific way that man is determining as the right list. And if you don't do that, you know, you're not really saved and you're not really earning any value in your salvation. So it just really sounds like your salvation is on the line for the works that you are supposed to be doing. Do these to prove you're a Christian and really maybe to prove to your pastor that you're a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is amazing. Well, before we hit the loose side, why don't we go ahead and take a call from, let's check here. That's McMillan, Alabama. Oh, nice. So this has got to be Pastor Richard Tater. Hey, Pastor Tater. Welcome to the show. You are on the line. Hello, Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Joel. It is I, Pastor Richard Tater, calling from McMillan, Alabama. How y'all doing? You know, I was correctly taught that our good works lead to spiritual value. However, people in my former church believed that we did have access to the value. In fact, they said we need to use it now or we lose it. That's right. Use it or lose it. Oh, I've heard that before. Didn't they used to call that belief uh, name it and claim it? Oh, yes, that's right. Name it and claim it, use it, lose it, do it, lose it. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, it worked. Uh, people were doing good works, and they had a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Cars, Cadillacs, they three-piece suits looking good, covered in gold. You know what I mean? So I knew Jesus said to store it up there, but it isn't wrong to use it here. Is it, Pastor Joel? Well, we are going to talk about that in the final episode of the season. However, I can say that it depends on why you use it down here on earth. I mean, the the same could be said for spiritual value through people. What? Yes, Pastor Tater. Take Pastor Joel and myself. When I want to receive the value of a friend from Joel, I will call him Joel. When I want to receive the value of a pastor from him, I call him Pastor Joel. Hmm. So if I prevent people from calling me Dick, then I'm preventing them from receiving from me as a friend? Exactly. And if people don't call me Pastor Tater, then they are preventing me from giving to them as a pastor? Exactly. Well, 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 well. I'm going to have to think about this some more. You're just going to kind of, kind of, well, anyway, uh, let me just, no, okay, well, uh, well, I can't wait for this next week's episode. Thank you, Pastor Joel, Pastor Jonathan. This was my favorite podcast. Go hate the bless. Hey, thanks for the call, Pastor Tater. That was awesome. You know, Pastor Joel, I found the same approach to be true when it comes to relatives. Yeah. 
I know fathers that have their kids call them by a nickname when they want to relate to them as a friend and call them dad when their kids are looking for him to be a dad. Even kids can reference dad or their use their dad's name or his nickname to reference those different roles. I've, I've seen it be really healthy. Yeah. I've, I mean, I see that a lot, especially with stepmoms and stepdads, you know, and I had a stepdad growing up. He, I, his name was Les. We called him Pa. Right. And, uh, you know, and I also deal with this with my parents all the time because I'm not only their son, but I'm also their pastor. So a lot of times I'll say, I'll call my mom, mom, or sometimes I'll call her Julie, depending on what role I'm in and vice versa with her. She'll call me pastor Joel, or sometimes she'll just call me Joel or, you know, honey or whatever. Depends on what roles we're in. So, and I'm, but other than that, I'm really looking forward to answering Pastor Tate's question next week about more about the spiritual value and can we, should we, why should we access it now instead of just leaving it up there? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it too. Let's talk about the other side of the argument. What's the loose side, Pastor Joel? The loose side is really Jesus is the value we gain. We don't need to worry about the value. Just leave everything to God. Even if we do get value, everyone gets the same. Otherwise, people will be jealous. So it is this like you take the, the strict side as all this. Everybody has to do the same stuff. Basically proving out your Christianity. This side kind of takes that to the extreme of what would be the result of everybody being the same and doing the same things is we would all get the same value. Which again people on this side are really clinging to that belief of everything we get the same. Jesus is going to make sure of that. It's this really just wanting to avoid the tension of like, well, what if you have more than me? Yeah. So we're projecting our insecurities that we have now on what, what it'll be like when we're in heaven with Christ. It's like, it sounds kind of silly, but a lot of people really believe this. Right. And how have people been hurt by that perspective? Well, people are not making the impact that they could, whether it's prayer or bringing about God's will on earth, because people aren't intentionally gaining this spiritual value that is really, mm -hmm. really important in our walk with God and accomplishing mm -hmm. his will. And we will see more on God's will in the future. But for now, I'll say this. God's will wouldn't happen without people who have spiritual value. So these people on the, the loose side that aren't worried at all about value and just leaving everything to God, it may sound good in what they're saying. Mm. I'm just giving God all the control. But when, when you don't have an interdependence with God, you're actually holding up God's will. You think you're getting out of his way when actually you're hindering him. And that's what these people are doing without even knowing it. So it is, it's like this freedom side is trying to be free of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that putting that responsibility on God, when it's supposed to be our responsibility will, right. will hinder God. Yes, it will. 
Yeah. And then cause us to probably blame him when things don't go the way we think they should. There you go. Yeah. How would you handle an interaction with someone who was on the loose side? Well, is it related to us all having the same value? I could just ask them, would that make God unjust? And then as it related to the God's will side of this, I could just simply ask, how does God's will happen? And at this point, with these types of questions, we're, we're not necessarily looking for an answer or the right answer. Mm. It's the question itself that's a benefit to the people on this side. And although it would be great for them to answer these questions, it would likely help them sleep better at night if they did. When I'm, when I'm questioning people, I ought to be doing it from a place of benefiting them and not simply interrogating them to try to prove them wrong. Yeah. This is meant to be a podcast that is helping people who've been hurt by church. So all the advice we're giving should be from the perspective of we're trying to help the people who have these competing and different beliefs about this stuff. Very cool. So when you see this going on in the church, the loose side, the strict side, this disunity related to spiritual value, what are your thoughts? I tend to see this in three different categories of people. There's the group of people I feel sorry for them. These are people that don't know that their behavior is affecting their own spiritual value and likely the spiritual value of others. These people can even be causing damage to others due to this flawed doctrine. They rationalize it away because Jesus has it covered. These people are delaying God's will on earth. That's why I feel sorry for them. Hmm. I wonder who they're really working for. There's a group of people I understand why they do what they do. These tend to always be, and once again, are the people who are frustrated with the church and often leave the church due to being told they need to do this list of behaviors, this list of works, yet they're not being given any reason or explanation of the value in doing these works. And furthermore, these people are being abused and not given the perspective they need to handle that abuse well, which we'll see in a minute, that that has a large part in our accruing of spiritual value. And then there's the third group. These are the people I'm impressed with. These are people who know how to intentionally gain spiritual value and can help others do the same. Simply put, these people love well and they forgive well. Nice. Yeah. A lot to unpack here. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yes, there is. Okay. <laughs> what is the ultimate answer, Pastor Joel? The ultimate answer, spiritual value is the value we accrue from our righteousness. So re we get reward based on our righteousness. Spiritual value is the value of that, of our righteousness. So now, time to give you two pointers in how to intentionally gain spiritual value. See, I love this. Yeah. Let's make it I, practical. Yeah, let's make it practical. Let's make this simple. Real simple. Here's two I'm trying things to, you can I'm do. trying to sleep, man. I'm trying to sleep at night. Right. <laughs> let's give you two, 
Two pointers. One, how to gain value, love others. Well, that's something that is talked about a lot in what we believe, Pastor Joel. Right. We talk about love in almost every episode. We've done giving it. without expecting anything in return yep. from the person to whom you gave. Got you it. You do that. And because God's just, you'll be rewarded. Number two, handle persecution well. Yeah. Yeah. And really what this is, is the forgiving. Handling persecution well is done by forgiving the persecution. So really you could say two pointers for how to intentionally gain spiritual value is to love others and to forgive those who abuse you. Hmm. And forgiving, we've done an entire episode on that as well. Mm-hmm. It is a statement of your will that you will not equal out justice on your own, even when given the chance. So love and forgive. We've done episodes on both. Take a listen if you need to. And in fact, the thing is something you and I continually, continually learn more and more as we walk with the Lord. As much as we really adhere to the way of gaining spiritual value by loving others and how much more fun that is. It is. It's so much, it's so So, much nicer, so much nicer (laughs) (laughs) due to the fact that truth, we're speaking the truth in love, that this truth is only accepted by the narrow path or by a growth minded people. It's likely that the second option will lead to the most reward. Jesus. Yeah. Like Jesus dying on a cross for exactly. 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 Like Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. In fact, Jesus spent time in the early part of his sermon on the Mount talking about this very thing. His premiere, his premiered sermon, right? Premier sermon, Matthew five, 10 through 12 says, blessed are they that have been persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall reproach you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake, rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they, the prophets that were before you. So here we see is like, you know, the final statement in the Beatitudes, the culmination of spiritual maturity mm-hmm. was handling persecution. Well, it wasn't loving well. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. Oh, sorry. I should be rejoicing and being exceedingly yeah. <laughs> glad by this. <laughs> Still some work yeah. to do. Yeah, oh, I know. They're constant, right? Constant. Yep. Yep. So that's it. That, that would be the, the two, the two pointers I'd give is love and forgive. And then there is a third way to gain what? spiritual value. What? But we will cover that in the next and final episode of season four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.